Hey guys, welcome to That Game Show, the show that talks about all the stuff in the nerd world and all the stuff in between. I am your host, Chase Bunker, alongside the half-Asian sensation, Curtis Coe. How's it going, guys? And he's player three this week. It's Daniel Clegg. <laughs> I've been upgraded. You've been upgraded. Yes! Murph is doing stuff with important people other than us. So let's get things started. A few good things happened. We had PlayStation Experience and also our Game of the Year episode. We'll talk about that later. Um, I'm still trying to overcome my fangirlness because I interviewed my favorite band's guitarist, and I'm still just like, but, It was awesome. Check it out on YouTube. Yes. Did you the, put that on the same feed as you do this show? Yes, I do. On uh, YouTube.com slash that new show, you should check it out. I don't have the audio up for it yet because, I mean, I don't think it cap Blah, 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 logistics. Um, <laughs> PlayStation Experience happened the other day where we talked – they announced a whole bunch of new games. The, they had the PS4 and ex PC exclusive and Street Fighter V. They announced Yakuza 5, showed off a whole bunch of trailers for No Man's Sky, which looks amazing. That one. Uh, Uncharted on. 4, which I – oh, my gosh, I was so excited for. Um, they announced that Killing Floor 2 is going to be on PlayStation 4 as well, which made me happy. I'm glad that that's exciting. Expanding. Yeah, that's that'll be a first for them, right? Killing Floor didn't come to consoles, the original one. No, didn't. it's still. I think it's only PC exclusive. Wow, the original wow, Killing that's Floor. that's so a big deal. Them. Yeah, good indeed. Mm -hmm. Um, the one I was I was happy, but I was a little bit confused on was Bastion's coming out for PS4. It's like Bastion's been out for like a few good years, and you're now bringing it over. Like that's kind of uh, interesting. And of course, God of War four came out. So, gentlemen, what stood out in your mind? No Man's for... Sky. That's the big one for me, at least. Right? Space exploration. Just all the videos. The tech looks fantastic. The art direction is is great. And I love when the de developers say something like. We don't even know what you're going to find when you go to this planet because it's all generating automatically based on who's going where. We don't know what you're going to find, but it's going to be cool. And I like that. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. I, I just want to say I think that's that's a way to take kind of the Minecraft tech and kind of expand it to a whole new level. And I think that's going to be amazing. What's right. it on your mind, Curtis? What? What's it on your mind for PlayStation? Well, experience? I'm going to go on the Debbie Downer side here. Uh... <laughs> to be mean, uh, I think it was a really odd move that they did the Final Fantasy VII. Now, what, um, tell me what, again, like for those that missed yeah. it, tell me the Final Fantasy VII thing. So, a long time ago, I believe it was when PS4 first came out, yeah. uh, they first announced it, they showed this really beautiful cinematic trailer for, um, I think it's the opening sequence, I'm not quite sure, uh, for Final Fantasy VII. And, it, you know, a lot of people got really excited about it, and they're like, oh my gosh, they're going to make Final Fantasy VII with new graphics, so on and so forth. And then I, um, at the PlayStation Experience event, they started playing the Final Fantasy VII music, and there, everyone was getting super excited. Um, they showed Final Fantasy VII. Everyone got even more excited. And then it transitioned to the PS1 graphics. And then you could just hear the whole audience just kind of go, uh, uh Meaning it's uh, a re-release, not a It's re a re-release. And it's not a HD remake or anything. And I understand why they, you know, it's not an HD remake or anything like that. But I just think that's a really, really strange and kind of mean thing to do to yeah. their fans because they know they want it and so why would you kind of dangle that in front of them i mean it 
it's it seems odd to me. It seems very like they didn't really think that through all that much. I mean, it's already out on Steam. You can get it for like ten, twelve bucks. I mean, why do we really need it on the PS4? Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll play devil's advocate here in that one. This whole conversation is contrary to what we were saying before when we were criticizing these big companies for re-releasing even a remastered game. We thought, is it really worth the money? You know, yeah. when you're playing a same game yeah. you played ten years ago, and we came around to. Um, is for nostalgia and is for a new generation of players, right? Yeah. So in this case, there are tons of people. There's a huge market who don't play games on computers. They don't have – a computer is not where they play games. They play on mobile and maybe on a console. So in their mind, I think this is an untapped market. Well, I mean, big. on the completely other side of the market, though – how many of those players, if they're brand new players, are going to play a game that is graphically, I mean, I'm going to be mean here, but ugly? It's an ugly game. It's a PS1 game. How many of those people are really going to be interested in playing an old PS1 game? Not to mention the fact that it's also, I have uh, Final Fantasy VII on my PS3 right now. Like, it, you can get it online, like, on the PlayStation market. So it's yeah. not like they just announced it, but it was just the fact that, I don't know. It's still, like, the biggest tease that, like, for years they've kind of teased this game. It's like, it's one of the best Final Fantasies out there. And then you tease it with these incredible graphics. Like, all right, cool. We might get a remake of it. And it's like, it's the one remake. Like, you remake 10, but you won't touch 7, which that kind <laughs> yeah. of baffles me. Yeah. And that and that's another point. We Well, I mean, and the other part, and I understand why they're not remaking it. Don't get me wrong. It's I mean, think about all the changes they'd have to make to make that game updated to these days' standards. I'm just saying, I, I'm normally for remakes. I just think it's weird. It's just so odd that you would say, hey, look, let's re-release this game, and then you make a big deal about it. I mean, if you're like, oh, we're bringing this to, you know, to PS4, you know, it's going to be the old PS1 version. Everyone would be like, oh, okay, you put it in yeah. an event, though? That's, Nintendo Nintendo does that's that a lot, odd. where yeah. they will uh, port over you know, uh, one of their old Super Nintendo games to the Wii yeah. or the Wii U, and it's in, the, in there in the marketplace, and you can just purchase it. It's like for five or six bucks, you know, and it's nice, you know, for people who like that sort of thing. But you're right, they don't make it part of their press release. Or if they do... Event. It's for a handheld. So, like, they moved a bunch of 64 games onto the handheld, and that was a big deal, and I think that's right. interesting. Right. Um, also, I, I, I think oh. Bastion is less weird than... I, yeah, I agree. Seven, right? I, think it's, I think it's a great game. I think it's a great game, too. I and love Bastion. It's a great game. And it's a good-looking game, too. So Yeah. Yeah. And I love the soundtrack as well. That's one I'd always recommend. One of the games I was also... I was a bit skeptical, but I think after reading into it, I'm a lot more excited about it, is God of War 4. Because it's now tapping into Norse mythology. Or supposedly it's going to tap into Norse mythology. Which, it confused me at first because have you you guys have played 3, right? I have never played a God of War game. Neither have I. So, I mean, I, I, it's, I know the general story. I know it has to do with Greek mythology and it's this guy killing a bunch of gods. That's yeah. basically what I know. Right. It, but it's like the way 3 ended, I'm trying to say it without spoiling it. But like the way 3 ended, it's just like... How? How can you? How can you like make a game after the way three ended? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like plot wise, it doesn't make sense. Plot wise, I, I'm a, like, it's like it's I'm almost like I'll have to take the Hamlet two approach if you mm. know what I mean. I got okay, okay. I got. <laughs> uh, that's or it's like everyone's dead. Yeah. It's like know. what? What's yeah. next? A resurrection? 
oh, like, uh, Reservoir Dogs 2. It's like, how? The whole thing <laughs> takes place in hell. Exactly. <laughs> that would actually be pretty cool. I would play that well, game. Well, he technically did go to hell at one point. Anyways, anyways. It, it's interesting because they're talking about that um, some people are speculating that you could see a massive fight between Kratos and Thor. Ooh. Ooh, so, cool. That sounds cool. Uh, well, we should back up here because you—I mean, you were saying earlier that it might take place with Norse gods. Is that is yeah? That saying earlier, yeah. So that's that's awesome. It that's, would be. That's fantastic. In fact, and so like before, like when I first saw it, like oh, God of War four. It's like what? No, is Sony really that desperate for money? It's like then, then they added the storyline. It's like okay, I can kind of get behind this. Think think how cool that would be if they did, like, Egyptian gods or, like, you know, some other, like, strange pantheon of gods. It would be even better if Smite added Kratos to the lineup. (laughs) We haven't played that game in a long time. We might have to do do a Let's Play on that one. We might have to reenact our first episode of Chase and Friends Play. Oh, you mean that one with the bees? No, not the bees! Oh, man. If you haven't checked that episode, check out our YouTube channel, That New Show. We actually have other fun stuff as well. All right. That was a quick-ass topic. Um, I think that was actually the first time I swore, too. Uh, Let's go to game time. We are going to play a game called Closest to the Pin, where I will give you guys a topic, and you have to guess what date, blah, blah, blah. We'll get more into that stuff later. Uh, Today's edition is called the Game of the Year edition. I'm going to give you a game, and you are going to tell me what year... It won. Mind you, this is from like the bigger publishers. It's not gonna be like one of those little tiny blogs. So, okay. who wants to go first? Well, okay. Are are we doing whoever's closest, and we're both guessing? Yes. So we're okay. gonna do you're gonna do it to where one person has the headset off and blah blah blah, like the like the original episode. Well, okay. Why, why don't we just alternate? Uh, Curtis will go first, and then I'll go first for the next one, and then he'll go for the next yeah, one. Yeah, that's fine. I think that'll work fine because well, okay, to be honest, thing, no, he doesn't. Well. Like it. I mean, the the thing is, Chase, we can get it. First of all, uh, we may influence each other's decisions, but I'm pretty sure we're both going to be off. So we're we might end up wrong on this. We both, we both we might end up being, like, worse because. <laughs> all right. Fine. Don't okay. worry. Don't all right. Worry. It'll be not fine. Gonna, not going to ruin the set. Because we're not going to do it anyway. All right. Ready? Go. We're going to start off with Clegg on this one. Uncharted okay. 2. Um, okay. Um, so we're on four. I didn't play these games because I never had a PlayStation. I, I hear they are amazing. So four is coming out next year. I'm going to say three to four years lead time. So eight years, eight to ten years back. So I'm going to say oh five. Okay. Curtis. I'm going to say oh nine. All right. Unreal I- Tournament. The original Unreal Tournament. Uh, Jet. Uh, we're going to say the original Unreal Tournament. Mm-hmm. So let's see. The first one I remember playing was in Oath. Hmm. I'm not going to say that out loud because I might give a hint to my opponent. Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't three in Oath 4. We know that. Uh, okay, so yeah, I'm going to say 2000. I will say 99. Okay. Metroid Prime, Clegg. Oh, I played this one. This was a Nintendo one. I like this a lot. This was back when I had a GameCube. Yes, that's correct. They come off the GameCube. So, mm, weren't there three of these? Yes. Mm-hmm. We're talking Start about the first, first one. one. Okay. 
for the most. So we're going to say 2002? Jet? I'm going to say 04. Goldeneye, 007, on the N64. No, not the Jet. 98. Damn, I think you're right on that. I think you're right on 98. I'm going to say 97, but I think you're right. I, I don't know and why that finally, popped into my head, but it was no, like, that sounds, that sounds right like, to me as well. Uh, I'm gonna finish off with Clegg, Super Mario Galaxy. Maybe it's just your confidence. Maybe um, <laughs> Galaxy. I had a friend who played Galaxy. He lived down the street from me, and he lived there more than ten years ago. So <laughs> I'm, I'm loving like his like logistics on everything. That's how we He's work like... through these things because I don't know when the release date was. I was playing Madden. Which year? Um. <laughs> I'm going to say mm, 2001. Jet? Okay, so let me let me go through my logistics here, too, because I need to think about this for a second. What Madden Super game Mario... were you playing at this time? Super Mario Sunshine was the only GameCube Super Mario. Correct. So it would have been on the Wii. Correct. Oh, shit, you're right. I was thinking of Sunshine. Oh, no, uh, that's the Yeah, okay. The... Okay, so I owned a Wii... In at the earliest at 05, and I believe it was one of the release titles. I'm probably wrong on that, so I'm gonna say you are. What? I I don't think you're wrong. I think you're right. I think 05. I'm gonna go with 05. Yeah, I I, I know you're closer than me on that one. I was thinking of Sunshine with the water gun. Galaxy yeah. With Galaxy. The Galaxy yeah. and the you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. All I right. Th- so, if, do you guys remember the scoring for last time? Uh, point for the winner, two points if you're right on the dot. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Do you, want to, do you want me to write down, Chase? Or I, I've, write? I already got it taken care of. I'll oh, okay. Okay. I, I was slightly prepared today. He's on top of this, man. Hey, I mean, he's just wrecking this. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, first game. Uncharted 2 came out for the PlayStation 3. Clay, it's 2005. Jet, 2009. The winner on the dot is Jet. Woo! Really? Yes, came out uh, one in two. Two years. You were you were thinking too many. I think it's two years in between. Yeah. All right. Unreal Tournament two thousand. Uh, Unreal Tournament, the original one. Clegg, nineteen ninety nine. Jet, two thousand. One of you is right on the dot, and what sucks is you were off by one year. As if like you went prices right style, except it failed you. Clegg got it. Nope. Oh, man. Nice. I have to give up my Unreal Tournament trophy. Oh, oh my. We, we played 2004 <laughs> like nothing else. Yeah, but we gotta, I we have to do a, the original. That's one that we have to play again sometime yeah. for Let's Play. Mm-hmm. On. I would love have it now. It's on Steam, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, have, I, I always it. have it installed just in case of like a time loss. I, I, install it. I okay. will reinstall it, and I know Clegg has it because I bought it for him. Yes. Yeah, I have it as well. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right. Metroid Prime came out for the Nintendo GameCube, Clegg 2002, Jet 2004. Once again, one of you is on the dot, which I can't wow. can say out of... There was one game you guys did not get on the dot. Really? Wow. 2002, Clegg with the... Very nice. All right. Holy crap. If it's Nintendo, I stand a better chance because that's the only console... <laughs> except for, except except for, for Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, okay. yeah, not that one. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I, ne- I never actually played Galaxy. <laughs> Did a lot of sunshine. Yeah. Uh, sunshine was, was good. 
I heard they're uh, they're gonna be releasing that one for possibly the two DS, three DS. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, it'll be interesting. All right, Goldeneye 007 came out for the Nintendo 64. Clegg with 1997, Jet with 1998. One of you's on the dot. One of you's just a year off. Oh God, what's my Clegg 97? Yeah, man. <laughs> yes, and oh, man. Super Mario Galaxy came out for the Nintendo Wii, not the GameCube. Right. I was thinking of that other Mario game. Yeah. Like 2001, Jet 2005. The game year one was 2007. Ah. Curtis gets the point. However, Clegg wins the game yeah. six to three. Wow. Good job, dude. Man, with dominance. You know, Player three is so much better than Player four. <laughs> Usually, player three is the player that gets stuck with uh, the pink color. Yeah, the broken controller. Yeah, exactly. That's not true. You always had a good controller when we played GameCube. Right, but as a general statement, you know, you always gave. Not Not mine. My player three controller was busted. Yeah, as I know, I played on it. So. Yep. I actually preferred that controller. That was a good controller. Well, it's funny. It's like I was actually playing Sunshine with like a broken controller, and I didn't even think about it for like. I played like half the game with broken controller, and I'm like, why am I running faster if I p- move the camera to the side and I press right instead of pushing forward? And why so, does this game suck so much? I, it was literally like I was like, I was. <laughs> I think I remember like that crazy. because you were trying to jump somewhere and you could never make it. Yeah, and so I, if I shifted the camera to the side, I was like, oh, I could do this, and it worked. And so it's just awkward as heck for the camera, but other than that, I did it. <laughs> that was a good game. All I enjoyed right. that game. So, moving on to the Game of the Year topics. They, of course, had the Game Awards, which I didn't watch because... I did. How was it? It was pretty good. It was, it was not great, but it was pretty good. I mean, it's... you ruined Game Show Awards for me. Uh, well, I mean, it was okay. I think it's better than the Spike TV Awards, but, yeah. you know. Was, you know, it was a good award show, but I don't enjoy award shows all that much. Yeah. So, Who won the Game of the Year on that one? Inquisition did. Inquisition? Good for mm-hmm. them. All right. So it's warranted from what I hear. Yeah. Well, we'll argue that a little we bit. We'll so. argue that. We each gave out or wrote down two games that we thought were going to be Game of the Year. And, I, of course, I have Murphs down as well, even though he's not here to defend yeah. his games. Um, let's start off with Curtis. What were the two games that you wrote down? So I wrote down Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, do you want me to describe what my game is and like kind of defend it? or do Yeah, you want... like, um, yeah, let's talk about that game for a little bit. Okay, so Dragon Age Inquisition is the second game. I'm just kidding. It's the third game in the Dragon Age series. We don't just have to pretend it doesn't exist. Um, well, I have to admit it exists because it has story implications in three. Um, so it's the third game in the in the Dragon Age series, and if you're anything like me, you didn't. Well, you saw that they did some good things in Dragon Age Two, but for the most part, you didn't really care for Dragon Age 2 all that much for, you know, a couple different reasons that we'll go into another time. Um, Dragon Age 3 truly reads as, in my opinion, an apology letter from Bioware for Mass Effect 3 and Dragon Age 2. Oh, wow. In all honesty, it really nails those things that we wanted from those games. The ending for Inquisition is fantastic, in my opinion. It sets up a lot of things later down the line, and it 
And the implications are all there. It's not just one of those things that comes out in the middle of nowhere. If you're paying attention, you're going to have some inkling of an idea of what's going on. And the story makes sense. The characters are great for the most part. One of the characters I thought was horrible ended up being probably the most interesting character in the game, which mm. is kind of surprising. And there's a lot of those little twists and turns. The story does well. The one complaint I will have is there's some serious technical bugs still and that uh, that it can get a little grindy. But not so, on the same level as some of the other games we've been hearing about, like uh, Unity, right? Or, or Halo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, sometimes yes. So, I mean, sometimes it's just as bad because there's game crashes. There's my voice of my character changed about a third through the game, which has been yeah. patched now. But at the time, I was really angry. So we'll, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more when we're defending and going back and forth against it. But, um, you know, the, my personal pick will probably end up being Inquisition, even though I'm going to mention a bunch of things that are wrong, is generally wrong with the game. The pros of it overshadow any technical issues. Yeah, in my opinion, yes. Some other people will feel differently. Um, it, it also depends on what kind of rig you're running on. I've heard the PS4 version runs really, really well without much trouble, but some of, like, the Xbox... Uh, Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 and PC, if you have a lower-end PC, might not work as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so it's just one of the games. I'll go over to Clegg now. What was another one of the games that you nominated for Game of the Year? Um, I put in Hearthstone, and I, we should press, preface this by saying that we're not going with any particular category. Right? Yeah. We're just sort of lumping them all into one, and uh, that's not exactly a fair comparison because we're com in this case we're comparing an RPG to a card game. Totally different. A children's card game. We're just going <laughs> to, yes, like Yu-Gi-Oh! But we're going to we're gonna compare them anyway because, you know, why not? Because it's funsies. Exactly. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, and I'm not sure how you wouldn't, but Hearthstone is Blizzard's uh, collectible card game in the World of Warcraft universe. So you, it's like Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh! or the Pokemon card game, anything like that. Um, it has just exploded onto the esports scene. It's one of the biggest things out there right now. It's larger than StarCraft II. It's almost as large as League of Legends. Um, they got 20 million players. I mean, it is, it is just absolutely huge. And what I like the most about it is just the amount of polish that they put into this game is fantastic. They, they've really made it accessible to new players while retaining a lot of depth. It's not as technically complex as a game like Magic. You know, there are simpler mm -hmm. rules, but that doesn't mean it's an easy game, and it doesn't mean there isn't a complex system. It's not complicated, but it is complex, right? So it, it's accessible to new players and veterans. They're going to have fun in it, too. Really All good right. game. Um, one of the games... Murph put down, I think you guys can both actually like just help describe them, what makes it yep. so great, is Dark Souls 2. Love it. Um, I, of, Clegg, course, do you I wanna... of course haven't played it. I'll let you two guys... Do you want to start, Clegg, or do you want me to... Dark Souls is a crazy, difficult, super challenging uh, role-playing game, right? In the veins of, I suppose, it's kind of... Uh, Elder Scrolls-ish kind of. I don't think that's a fair comparison. I well, think. Well, that, what other game would you compare it to? It's hard to put it would, in another. Category. I would say, and this is going to be me just being kind of weird, is it reminds me a lot of a 3D version of the old school Ghost and Ghouls. Like it's just super freaking hard to the point of. Like, if you F up really bad, you're going to die almost instantly, and you're going to have to start from, you know, it's a more forgiving version of that game, for those of you that are familiar with it. 
I guess, right? It, oh, so it's a role-playing game, and the the bosses and enemies you're fighting are all super challenging, really difficult to play against. But the game is fair in that they do a particular set of moves, kind of like a Nintendo boss almost, where if you learn their tells, you can counter them. It's just you got to pay attention and you got to be good with your reflexes, you know? So if you enjoy a challenging game and you like the fantasy setting, that's your game. And I think it's also worth pointing out that I think Dark Souls 2 in some ways is more accessible than Dark Souls 1 was yes, to definitely. new player. Um, I feel like they did make it... I hate to use the word easier, because easier is not the word I would use when when talking about any of the Dark Souls games or the Demon Souls games. No. But I think there are some things in it that are more accessible because it has some elements that, you know, are a lot more understandable. The menus are a little more forgiving. Easier to navigate. You're not yes. spending so much time, so much grindy time just figuring out mechanically how the game works. You know, yes. you just sort of understand it from the beginning a little better, which I suppose makes it more accessible. It also just makes it less annoying to play. Yeah. Than one. So but it also I, makes I'm okay it, with that. It makes it considerably easier. So some of the people who, you know, really crave that crazy challenge are going to uh, i don't know yeah. uh, i i still think that there's some challenging moments in the game yeah, I, I think it is generally accepted that um it's not as good as one but it's yeah. still a really good game and since one didn't come out this year it can't be a contender yeah so, yeah. Yeah. yeah dark souls 2 really good game if you're into crazy hard yes right awesome all right um my first nominee was wolf among us and some people can like say, well, one episode came out last year. It's like, yeah, but the, the rest of the series mm -hmm. came out this year. Uh, for those who've never played it, it's from Telltale Games. The people have done the Sam and Max series, who did the just-released Tales from the Borderlands and Game of Thrones, and, of course, The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. You play mm -hmm. as the Big Bad Wolf, who are, are now in, um, not I want to say modern-day New York, but they're I in like, it, a modern-ish... Yeah, I think it's like the 90s. 90s. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's the 90s. I think they said what 91 maybe, but I could be wrong. Yeah, on that one. Um, I think that sounds right. It's an interactive story similar, to, almost similar to like Heavy Rain and Indigo Prophecy, where you play as the big bad wolf who is the sheriff of Fable Town, and there is a been murdered, and you have to figure out who did it, and you have you interact with all these people. I thought I came into it uh, about three episodes in. And like, cause I remember, Curse, you were telling me about it. Um, yep. Our friend Josh was telling us about it as well. Like, they kept saying, like, this is a really good game. You need to try this. It's like, all right, cool. And I think I literally booted it up and I played the first episode and I said, I need to know what happens now. <laughs> yeah. And so I booted. <laughs> so I finished one through three and then I was really pissed off because now I have to wait and I hate waiting. And I get this text in the middle of the night. Why? <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so good. And and games like that really highlight how important um, story can be in games. Yeah. Not not all games take advantage of that, right? Yeah. It, like mm -hmm. a street uh, Street Fighter game is not about the story at all. But yeah. for those whose basis is on really strong storytelling and really good writing, that mm -hmm. game. And I would say like, probably next well. to Borderlands too. Like this was probably like some of the best writing. Like now, the, of course, the ending like left it on a cliffhanger, and so I'm just like, yeah, and I wanted was... to punch something. But other than that, like story wise, it was a game that grabbed me and never let me go. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. a game that had me 
anticipating release dates and then having my Steam up at midnight just so I could attempt to play this game. Ready to Except go. for it wouldn't come out until it 2 o'clock the next day. Dicks! <laughs> and they didn't do it. <laughs> I know. I used to stay. I used to stay up with Chase on the nights where four and five, I think, came up, and we were like waiting until midnight, and then it wouldn't come out, and we'd be like, "Ah!" And of course, like it was one of those games where like every game experience is different, and like, yeah. that was one of the cool things about it. Is like, so I'm immediately texting Curtis, "What did you get? What did you do? Did you do this? Did you do that?" And I thought that was what, probably one of the best mechanics that they could have put in a game like this. And it's like even some of the mechanics that were involved with episode one came back into episode five. So every decision was important. And I thought that's what they Players did a honest, really though. good job yeah. of. Yeah. And yeah. So that is one of my nominations for well, game. Can I I'm gonna jump jump in on that? I like that we um, have a game that I would put in, in the more casual category. It's not a competitive game like Hearthstone. Yeah. It's not a hardcore game like an RPG or, you know, like a, either Dragon Age or or Dark Souls. Souls. Yeah. Yep. Right? That's a more casual game that is built on story, not on action. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that it is that good, it's, in, in our minds, game of the year quality, speaks to the casual game market. Yeah. Right? That's great. Well, and let's, let's go even further. I don't think you need to be a completely skilled video gamer to play and do well in Wolf Among Us. No, no that's the problem. Um, and it's and it's it's pretty forgiving too, from what I remember. If you yeah. f up, you know they have like quick time sequences that are quite intense. But if you f one up, you know because you don't really understand what you're doing, it it let it still tells a story. It goes along with it for the most right. part. You don't need to have good reflexes. You need to have moral balls of steel because some of the decisions that you have yeah. to make in games uh, yep. like that are yeah. hard. Well, and I've got moral balls bad. of steel. And yeah. the worst part is, is sometimes you'll make a decision, you'll think it's the morally correct decision, and later on, it'll bite you in the rear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in a way, that's like, you get sort of a high when you kill a really difficult boss yeah. in Dark Souls, right? Like you feel, oh, I'm so good. That took three hours to figure out, but I nailed it. Yeah. And then <laughs> three hours? When oh, you yeah. Do, no, Seath the scale yeah. in Dark Souls 1. He spent probably 12 hours trying to beat that boss, and he finally figured it out. And then there's a similar thing when you make these gut-wrenching decisions in these story-driven games. You feel, sometimes, horrible about oh. these made-up pixel characters, let but me you tell, don't attach to them, right? Let me yeah. tell you about Inquisition. There are eight of those decisions in the game. And I literally almost reloaded my game after making every single one of those decisions. Mm. It was to the point where you're like, I don't know if I just made the right decision because there is no right decision. Right. And it's, so, I mean, I, I love the fact that Wolf Among Us got nominated because it's a great game. Yes. And I think it's very mm-hmm. good um, writing. We'll go back to Murph. His second decision was Destiny. Um I, I'm not. I'm sorry. Murph isn't here to defend this game. I, yeah, I'm really surprised that he even put it down because he says like it's bad, but he keeps coming back to it. Yeah, I I, I haven't played it, but the Neither general consensus seems to be that it's a really well crafted, visually impressive game. There are some really good systems in place to make it good, but it doesn't necessarily have the depth that. A game that's supposed to have ten-year legs, like they've said that they want it to, should have. Yeah. Wow. 
And I mean, they've already kind of stated that they're working on de- possibly working on Destiny Two, well, which doesn't like make any sense with what they were going with. Well, they I also think... just released a new raid. They just released a new raid, and apparently, yeah. like that instance is really apparently it's a lot of fun. So I'm yeah. glad that they're improving. But I think Destiny proved to us what Borderlands would be without the humor. And without yeah. the good writing. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, I think we were talking about that before. Yeah. But that's that's what it looked like to me. It was like so it's Destiny without it's uh, Borderlands without the humor. And the answer there is a good but not great. Well, and also and with a worse loot system from what I've heard too. Yeah. So. yeah. Alright. Sorry, Murph, you're not here to defend your game. So, uh, hey, he's, not have a he's not even gonna listen to this anyways. So uh, don't worry. He won't even worry about it. Alright. Um Jet, game number two for you. Yeah, so I went with a bit of an odd choice. Um, so, uh, I went with this is especially funny because I I was one of the people that bashed uh, Diablo three. I picked uh, Diablo three Reaper of Souls. Um, the reason why I picked Diablo three Reaper of Souls is I feel like it fixed just about every problem I had with Diablo three. Mm. Um, the big problem I had with Diablo three is you had to do this difficulty thing where you had to beat the game repeatedly. Until to get into harder and harder difficulties. And I thought that was stupid, frankly, because I started my second playthrough and I was like, I really just do not want to play this story through eight times until I get to the hardest difficulty. That's dumb. Because it's the story and it's the same plot every time. Right. And what they did, they just, they were like, okay, well, first of all, we're going to kill Auction House, which is what everybody wanted in the first place. Uh, and then we're going to basically give you just randomized dungeons that you can just run forever and ever and ever and just get better and better loot. And that's all anybody really wanted. That's what we want from those kind of games. And right. every once in a while, I'll still log in, even though my monk has full-blown gear and just mess around in there. And it's and just- the- the story missions are still there if you want to yeah. play through them again. But it's kind of like StarCraft in that you go maybe for the story, but you stay for the multiplayer because that's yeah. repeatable and different, and you're not doing the same dialogue with the same characters and the same story missions every oh, single time. Oh, that, that's, that's what they did here. They they put in a repeatable system where you will never see exactly the same thing twice, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And especially for someone like... For me going in, because I didn't get Diablo 3 when I got when it originally came out. I waited years and years later because everybody kept saying, it's awful, don't play it. And then I finally played it when they fixed everything. It's like, this is a much enjoyable game. It was so much easier to get into, especially when you come from a game like StarCraft, which is incredibly difficult to get into, mm-hmm. and then you go to Diablo. Especially like, when you're talking about the randomized dungeons, like Diablo 3 is a dungeon crawler. It's like, no dungeon should ever be the same. It's like, especially when you're in the dungeon crawler genre. It's like, if mm-hmm. if you don't randomize it, then you just have one slate, and that gets boring. So well, yeah. I mean, they they were randomized up to a point, right? But they had to have particular sequences that would be mm-hmm. the same because they were story-driven. Or story-based yeah, like, missions. Story-based. You would go through the crypt uh, in Act 1, and it would be randomized until you got to the part where you met Deckard Kane, and that was always mm-hmm. the same sequence because there was a boss you had to fight, and there was an order to what that looked like because they wanted to set up the scene. So the area before it might have been random, but you were still on your way to meet Deckard Kane. So between the point where you got the quest to go meet Deckard Kane and when meeting Deckard Kane, that was random. But the mm-hmm. parts before and after were not random, right? And, and they you also knew what you were doing because you were on the same quest. 
And they also uh, fixed the loot system, which was a big problem going into it, where there was barbarian gear with intelligence and stuff like that, and people just were... Why would I make? Yeah. Why would I ever? Why? Why would you? Why still like their weapons exist. smarter than them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. so I mean, there were just parts where you're like, kind of scratching your head, you're like, why do I need this item? Or yeah. it'd be like the item, exact item you want, but it would have intelligence on it, and it would be monk only. And I think they decided that, you know, in in Diablo three, legendary items kind of had to be within certain rules and have some boundaries and have some restrictions mm-hmm. because originally there was some PvP slated for this game, and then they kind of said, you know what? Let's give everyone a lot more legendaries because that's all they really want anyway, and make them really really interesting. Mm-hmm. And that just exploded the scene and, and made the game yeah. so much better because the whole reason you play really once you get your first legendary, I need all my slots to be legendary. Mm-hmm. Right, that's yeah. what I want. That's what I need, and that's what I'm going to play to get. If it's a blue or pur- uh, there's no purple, if it's blue, I don't want it. I want a legendary. Mm-hmm. So they made that doable. Yeah, exactly. What's so, yellow? What's yellow? Rare? Is that's yellow the thing rare? too, right? It's blue and then yellow and then legendary. Right. Anyways, yeah. Anyways. all right. Green, green's above that. All of yeah, them. we don't want. All right, yeah, plague. Yeah, your uh, your second game. Oh, um, yes, um, Shadow of Mordor which is a little less popular than the rest of these games. Um, this is a Middle-Earth uh, spinoff where you play a ranger of Gondor, similar to what Aragorn was in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So you're crawling through Mordor, you're killing off orcs, um, you're teaming up with the uh, ghost of an elf spirit, uh, which is pretty cool, and uh, it's all about background lore. You know, it, it takes place between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and it has this really 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 cool system called the nemesis system where you're going after these named orc characters who are generated per playthrough so when i played this game i had kill rock gut eye um who has particular attributes um and curtis's uh, curtis might have a similar orc who's named differently but he holds the same position uh, in the horde of orcs um but he has different attributes as well so as you play against these guys, you're leveling up, and so are they sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they will gain attributes, and like if you throw a guy into a fire, he might then from that point on become scared of fire, should he survive the fight, right? Um, so they sort of evolve as you fight them, and they level up, which makes it a really interesting, really unique playthrough per person, right? So right. I'll tackle the game totally differently than Curtis might, or from someone else. And so, just another point on your on your um, nemesis system. Sometimes you'll kill them, and then they'll come back. So, uh, I had a guy who I killed with fire one time. I killed with an arrow another time. And then that, the time, next time I met him, he had a bag over his face, and he had a metal eye patch where I shot him in the face. Right, so, so it's reacted to So it's reacting to, to what you're doing in a, in a fashion where, like, the next time, if they come back to life, they, ha- they will be, like, scarred. Mm-hmm. And they'll have so, dialogue, like, you, yeah. you threw me into the fire and left me to die. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. do that same to you. <laughs> and they have that dialogue so. to the actions you took, which is fantastic. Like, the VO and the motion capture in that game really really mm-hmm. good combat was really good too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that uh, uh gameplay wise it was very much assassin's creed Batman. Uh, and meets the arkham games right for combat yeah. and for stealth really solid there are a lot of complaints about the story uh, mm-hmm. of the game but honestly when you're 
playing a game in between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and you're not allowed to mess with the lore of either of those. You can't do too much, right? Yeah, That's but true. That, that doesn't that doesn't excuse. Never mind. We're, we'll get to that on another. I like the story of that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that when we we were when we're not defending titles. All right. And, and in my opinion, the Nemesis system was so enjoyable. I need to see that in my next open world RPG like that. I need next to see Batman that. It, it, well, it won't be the next Batman game because they're already you know almost done with that thing. That's going to yeah. come out early next year, right? Which by the way, that was that PlayStation experience. We should have mentioned that, but hey, they released oh. a new trailer. Arkham Knight gonna be awesome i think everyone already knows that yeah but i think nemesis system needs to be in more content and if it's not i feel like i will miss it and and it it would detract from my gameplay because it's 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 just a really really good system yeah all right um last one for me i had i had a bit of a difficult time finding another one because I thought some of them were okay, but I didn't think that they were Game of the Year worthy. Like, I thought about South Park Stick of Truth, but, like, I realized, like, I haven't even played that yet. Like, I'm going off of, like, everybody either. else's reactions. Like, I've seen the I combat, have. and it's, like, it's, it's Paper Mario Combat with really good writing, and it's mm-hmm. a good licensing game. I like it. It's I would funny. put it on the honorable mention side. Would you yeah. Would you consider it a Game of the Year, Clegg, since you have played it? Um, Against no. these... Okay. No, not, not against some of these other ones we've named, definitely not. But I think Honorable Mention is a yeah. good category for yeah. it. It's um, a really solid South Park game if you're into the South Park uh, mm-hmm. universe. You know, they yeah. make a shit ton of references to the episodes, to, to going back seasons worth yeah. throughout that mm-hmm. game. It's really solid. You feel like you're playing an episode. They do a really good job of make you f- making you feel like you are in that world because they, they just nailed the visual presentation of character and movement and the voices and just everything. Really I think good. that's what they did really well because I've seen, I've seen numerous playthroughs of it and it's the writing's incredible and I, of course I like the combat because I'm a fan of Paper Mario and it's the similar combat. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think the game that I'm going to choose and you, you guys are going to hate me for it because I feel like it's a fun game that's very underrated was Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishment. Like I uh, thought it was a very fun, I know it's a game that you guys haven't played and I feel like the I gaming hipster here it is, it's from Frogware Games. They've done all the Sherlock Holmes series. They have the, which apparently is a huge license that no nobody's even tried to take away from Frogwares. Uh, you pretty much you play as Sherlock Holmes and you go and you solve mysteries. However, this isn't just one giant mystery. It's a sequence of other mysteries, and so you get to walk around. You get to have what is called um, a Sherlock sense. So it's like you have to actually like you will see like Sherlock will actually see something if you go into this view you'll see something you guys will miss and so like he'll see a footprint. So it's like the um, the Arkham, uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like that, thing. but it's like Detective yeah, Vision. it's kind of like yeah. that, but like you'll see a footprint and be like, okay, size ten and a half, has a gimped foot, um, blah blah blah, six foot oh, two. So it's like it, they okay. start rattling off stats. And I thought that was really cool, and all the puzzles I felt like were challenging but not incredibly difficult but they also provided a sense of accomplishment mm. um the story and dialogue just, just good enough so that you felt like a like a decent Sherlock Holmes and not a total idiot yeah well because in, <laughs> not, in, a, not a Watson yeah in the test of the Sherlock Holmes like it they there's like one or two puzzles where you're like how the heck am I supposed to know that and but in this one they have they do a fair sense of like you finding all the clues and like you when you solve all these puzzles like they require a good amount of brain work but they're all possible 
whereas some of them are just they feel like they're impossible in previous games. I thought that this game was, you know, dialogue-wise, I thought that was really good. It was weird, like, at first it was weird dealing with a Sherlock that was not Benedict Cumberbatch or Robert Downey Jr. Or, I was about Ooh, to ask, yeah. which, which one of those two is voicing this Sherlock? Neither. It's Probably, neither of them. Right? And I, I, I get kind of disappointed, but like, I, it's, it's set in Victorian days. Uh, okay. Oh, the way you set up the clues, and so the way you set up the clues, you have this giant board, and with the, of course they do it in the shape of like a brain cell. So I thought that was kind of, you know kind of unique and everything. <laughs> and they said, um, and some of them have multiple options, and multiple options lead to different outcomes. And so hmm. each case has different outcomes on who you, who gets charged with what crime, which usually is murder. <laughs> and it's really cool. And it's a game that I feel gets very little love. The controls can get a little bit wonky sometimes, but I feel like as a whole, the game's really enjoyable. And I think that was one of those games where it wasn't like it didn't have the death grip on me that Wolf Among Us did. But I was always really interested to see like how each case was going to play out, or which case was what. Hmm. So I think. Uh, as my little audible game, I'm going to make it Sherlock Holmes, but it's not going to really... I'm not going to put much of a fight on that one as comparison to Wolf Among Us. Okay. It's hard to make the comparison when we haven't heard of it yet, too. Yeah. yeah that's I, I mean, I, is it on Steam? Yes, it is on Steam right now. What's, and, the, which, by what's the, way, the MSRP right now? What's it MS, running it for? Should be, it should be around 40 I think, but there will be a Steam sale coming up on 18th according okay. to IGN. Right, so, Christmas, Christmas sale yep. coming up. Yep. Yep, yep. That'll be exciting. So send me your Christmas games that you want. All right. So now we go through the eternal debate. Which game is going to get that game show's well, seal about, approval for game of the year? Let, let's let's review let's the list. Ax, let's ask some. How about how about in my opinion, although Diablo three Reaper of Souls was good, can we agree that it maybe was not the best game this year? Correct. I can ask that. Um, I would axe Destiny before I axe Diablo. Well, Destiny's already axed. We've already, we've already. Destiny, Sherlock, uh, I've already been axed. So let me write that. I would say Stick of Truth probably is out as well. Yeah, that's an honorable mention, anyways. Right, and I think I'm gonna. I mean, I don't know if we want to add this as a as a as a qualifier, but that one seems like it has a much smaller possible audience just because of the content. Uh, I. From what you told me, it's also kind of light on content, too. What, the stick of truth? Yeah. I mean, it'll last you 20 hours. You know, it's okay. Well, that's that's about how much Shadow of Yeah, ish. I mean, yeah, I think we're... You explore everything like you did in I think I think we're going on our personal... We're not going on any type of grading scale or anything like that. We're going on personal opinion at this point, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't put it on the same tier as, as some Morgan. of the others. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Okay. So, Jet, you're going to axe Diablo um, 3? Yeah, I, th- I don't think it belongs on the top list. All so, right. let, let's review what we have left. We have Inquisition. We yeah. have Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Stone, Shadows of Mortar, Wolf Among Us, and Dark Souls 2. Yes. Uh, those are Among all real those. good. Among those, I think we need to narrow it down to three, I would say. I would axe Shadows of Mordor. Oh, actually, uh, I mean, here's a here's a question for you, Clay. Do you think Shadows of Mordor is actually better than Hearthstone? I would argue that Hearthstone is a better game than Shadow of Mordor. Yes, I would argue it's a better game because one, it has infinite playability. Uh, uh, Two, if we're gonna use qualifiers like that, 
Well, I mean, too, it's yes. just... It's... I mean, but on the other hand, Shadow of Mordor had a story. It had excellent combat. My only issue is I didn't have the same type of experience as you did. You got killed a lot in the beginning. I almost got killed not at all in the beginning. That's like, a fancy way of saying Curtis Clint, is a way better no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it actually hurt. It actually hurt my experience because I wasn't as excited about the Nemesis system. I, 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 I had a Nemesis in that game who kept yeah, you did over and over again, and, and that's really excited about and that's attributes. Yeah, and I think that's why I didn't enjoy the game as much as you did. And I wish I can't. I just didn't come across the captains as much as you did. There was one that was hounding you, but they kind of left me alone for the beginning of the game. Yeah, which is why I would say, in my opinion, it's I'm not as attached to that game as you are. Because you had a better experience with it. I'm not saying I'm a better player than you are. I'm just saying that literally somebody was hunting you and they were kind of leaving me alone. Well, actually, right. let's put this in perspective. Is Shadow of Mordor better than Dark Souls 2? Those no. are, that's a better comparison because it, there yeah, are more I think that is. Games. I think Dark Souls 2 is a better game. I, I just like that game way better than... I think I felt way better about the ending of Dark Souls 2 than I did when I finished... Shadows of Mordor. When I finished Shadows of Mordor, I was kind of like, eh, I'm going on with my life now. When Dark Souls 2, I was like, I wonder what happens if I play this game and it's harder. Again, mm. and it's harder. Right. You know what I mean? There's still yeah. that, like, I don't think I will ever probably pick up Shadows of Mordor again. I'm not convinced I will ever pick it up unless there's some, like, DLC that adds story content, which it doesn't I mean, I, I feel the same way about both games. I wouldn't pick up either without more DLC, which they, they've both done at this point. But, yeah, I think I gotta have to pick between the two. I think I would have to go with Dark Souls 2, simply because they can do more with that game. Yeah. It has more restrictions on it because of the story. They have more, more available to them with uh, Dark Souls 2, which means they can have more varied locations bosses all these different things um and i think the i'll say old school rpg system that thing uses is a little more interesting yeah i think i think some of the later end shadows of mordor parks make the game almost stupid easy very easy yes you're right okay yeah yeah you're right you've convinced me that it it starts off decently difficult and it becomes easier and easier because you get these insta death or insta kill yeah that you never get in and we were too. yeah and we were playing on a harder setting too at least i was playing on a harder setting and it just suddenly was like stupid easy all of a sudden yeah too. your orcs became water you were you just yeah wading through you're right dark souls 2 is better all right Good. dragon age or dark souls 2 which one's better oh this one i have been tormenting myself all week over uh I'm luckily i'm in position so i can't mm. so dark souls 2 i think is a more technically sound game in all honesty, I think Dark Souls 2 is more technically sound. Now, as far as bugs go, right? That's as far as about. bugs go, and I, um, Dark Souls 2, I don't think is as memorable as Dragon Age Inquisition. In fact, I'm having some trouble remembering the bosses of Dark Souls 2 just off the top of my head. And some, like, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of the chariot and then maybe, like, the Dragon Slayer guy. And then, you know, I don't remember a lot of those bosses. I don't remember a lot of the things. I do remember the areas. I do remember what my character looked like. I do remember the combat. But my problem with Dragon Age Inquisition is that there are so many bugs. And not only is there so many bugs, but it seems like they, they didn't finish the game. Like, some things are just not in the world. Like, there's collectibles, like in most games, that you can go around and collect. Well, 
they didn't finish some of that. And so there's areas where you literally can't collect all of them. Even though it says you should be able to? Yes. Oh, and that's, that's annoying. That's annoying as all heck. I mean, it's not to the point of breaking, but it's pretty close where you're like, why don't you just finish the game? Like, mm-hmm. I understand Christmas Rush. I get it. Okay. But is it better than, or just change it so it's like, change it so it's less. So people aren't asking, where are these other two pieces? Where are these other two pieces? And you're not answering. Right. So yeah, that's something. In there. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So Dark Souls, you would put over Dragon Age. Well, that's the problem, though. I like Dragon Age better. I am, in fact, going to probably play an entire another 120 hours in Dragon Age mm-hmm. just out of curiosity of what happens if I change it. So, okay, I think if I haven't played Inquisition, but I'm, I'm going to help you out here, I think. If you were making the comparison between Inquisition and Dark Souls 1, you might be more inclined to say Dark Souls 1. Yes, exactly. But 2, I, I'm having the same problem you are, actually. I remember the bosses in Dark Souls 1, one. They way were better than 2. Than Dark Souls 2. Yeah, Can and, and that's because they are more memorable. Everyone like, seems to be saying that as well. Ornstein and Smo. Better design. I remember, you know, Ornstein and Smo, Silph the Scaleless, uh, the Wolf the Graveyard. Yes, uh, Sivir, the Wolf, so on and so forth. I can name almost all those bosses, but I can barely remember the Dark Souls 2 bosses. I know there was a dragon, but I don't know who it was. You know, I don't think it's as memorable a game as the first one, and that's mm-hmm. my issue. And I think, honestly, Dragon Age, I think it's because it was a surprise to me that it was so good. You know, I, and that's one of those things where I, I, I think Dragon Age is going to stick with me longer, and I'm already ready to play another 120 hours just to see what's going on with it. Uh, and you just weren't with Dragon Age. Sorry, I just finished right. it. I, I, I think we have to go with Curtis's uh, Dragon Age. You and I haven't played it, and that's Dragon Age, right? Yep. I'm going to say Dragon Age just because of the fact that if Dark Souls 2 isn't as good as 1... I think that's kind of like a big key. It's like, then at that point, we're kind of diluting our game of the year not. But even though there is a whole bunch of technical glitches, you hit a good point that Dragon Age is just so much memorable than Dark Souls 2. And I think that's what it really comes down to. Is like your player experience yeah. as whatever now, you chose to be as in Dragon Age rather yeah. than Dark Souls. And I struggled with it because there's some really big glitches in the game yeah. and some issues. But at the end of the day, after beating it, I mean, I can't not give the nod to Dragon Age. Right. right. Now we have our three between Wolf Among Us, Dragon Age, oh. and Hearthstone. All okay. completely different games. All right. It, it is a totally numbers. unfair comparison. Comparisons. It is. Well, I don't think it's unfair comparisons because I think not. there are three very unique games that have three very different things to give. Exactly. Which is why it's an unfair comparison because they're targeting different people and they have no gameplay similarities almost. And they're just they're they're apples, oranges, and a car. They're totally different. Well, <laughs> that is the best comparison ever. Apples. <laughs> Orange. Which is in a car. Man, two of those are really similar. The third one just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Hearthstone. I think with Hearthstone, it's a very fun game. Don't it get is. me wrong. It is a very fun game, and it's a game I always love playing multiplayer. And I'm and I'm a sucker for card games. But I feel like I mean, they did add Naxxramas. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was really cool. They did just have a new expansion with Goblins and Gnomes. Which which is is huge. The meta is just totally different now. It's ridiculous. 
I feel like, though, with Hearthstone, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I mean, it's like out of the three. Yeah, this is a hard three. Let's let's just start yeah, with saying that. It's, it's a very hard three because they're so different. Mm-hmm. I feel like with Hearthstone, you're going, your experience will change slightly, but it's a multiplayer-only game. And I well, feel like, what are you going to do? I'm just going to play cards. Whereas in Dragon Age Inquisition and in Wolf Among Us, your choices are going to vary the outcome. Granted, you could throw in the devil's advocate topic I, of, well, if you play this card, the outcome's going to change yeah. differently. Yes, I, but it's a completely different sense. I, I feel I, like out of the three, I would pick Hearthstone to be my last. I would not because... I think your argument is that you're, even though the cards will change your gameplay slightly, you're essentially doing the same thing. You're placing cards on a table, right, in a multiplayer setting. You're you're doing the same thing, in my opinion, in those other two games as well. You're you're fighting some enemy by using the spells you have in Dragon Age, or you're doing story and dialogue options with some detective work. In, well, if we do that, one. we can also say, well, you're also just shooting zombies or you're also, I mean, if we want to go very bare bones with everything. Well, I, th- yes. I, th- I, th- I think we're getting off topic uh, on that as well. I, I understand what Chase is saying, but I have to, I find it difficult because I honestly hold these three games equal. To be honest, I think they all serve a different purpose. I think Wolf Among Us is an excellent way to get into gaming. It, it appeals to a comic audience, and it, it introduces an entire. I mean, the the biggest thing that I started reading uh, the comics when I saw an ad for the game, I was like, "Oh, that looks interesting." I started reading it, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. Josh played the first episode, and the first thing he said to me is, "Do you have any of those comics?" And then he started reading it, and then Chase was like, "Hey, do you know anything about these comics?" Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's crazy. That's, like, unheard of, almost. You know, that's like Shadows of Mordor. People would be like, oh, I've never read Lord of the Rings, you know? And then also in the reading Lord of the Rings, it's like when the movies came out. That's, mm-hmm. that's fun. Likewise, Hearthstone. I mean, it's an online-only card-collectible game. That's crazy, also. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know. I, I don't have a particular. I, f- I feel like I mean this is nice because we have a we have a quote unquote casual game, a competitive game, and a hardcore game, right? Yeah. Can contenders. we just can we just do a multiplayer game of the year, a single player game of the year, and a start? Well, I mean, we <laughs> already gave us our multiplayer <laughs> game of the year with Hearthstone. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, I feel like Hearthstone is gonna last the test of time better than the other two games because they will continue to add on to it. Eventually, they're gonna do another Dragon Age game. That's a totally different thing. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to do another. They might do Wolf Among Us too, or they'll do a different story-driven game. That game will come to an end. Hearthstone will too, but it's going to have ten expansions in it. You know, it's yeah, but you're, ten years. But and I mean this in the nicest way I can. Dragon Age will always have a place because people will want to go back and see what happened in those first couple of games. They will want to experience those things for themselves. And likewise with Wolf Among Us, I think Wolf Among Us will be a game that you can play twenty years from now and it'll still work fine. I mean, that's yeah. true as well, yeah. Like, there's games that you go back and it just doesn't work. Like, GoldenEye, have you tried to play GoldenEye? Yeah, GoldenEye did not age well. It does not age well, because we're used to twin stick shooters. The, yeah. that's the a game aim, that... aiming in that game is horrible. It is oh, yeah, it was, awful. It was awful, but, like, Wolf Among Us, you drag a cursor somewhere. Right. I don't, I don't think that's... I mean, I, in my opinion, these three are... I should hold these three in the same regard. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even play a lot of Hearthstone, but I recognize its importance. Yeah. 
especially when it's on, you know, it's now reached out to the mobile app, uh, mobile, uh, yeah, as well. Mobile, That's for uh, sure. I'm, I'm multi Thank it's you. iPad and iPhone. iPad, iPhone, all it's these other and Android. It's not on on iPhone yet. It's going to be on Android early okay. next year and iPhone later. But it's on the iPads, right? So it yeah. is. Yeah. So I so, mean. I don't know, Chase. This is tough. I don't know how you want to handle this, but we have three very different games, three totally different categories. Yeah. At, at least we nixed the similar ones, right? Like yeah, we at least got rid of the similar ones. So here's something I think we can do. You know, um, I think we can basically do a one-two-three kind of thing, which games we think should be first place, second place, and third place, and then do it on a point system. You know what I mean? Where you, the first place gets three points, second place gets two points, third place gets one point, and then we and can then we kind do of that per person that. and add them up. Yeah, we could do that. All I right. I mean, or we can just say these three games are game of the year, games of the year. That sounds that's like having a tie, and I hate those. It's a three-way tie. I don't watch soccer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I like I like Curtis's idea. I think it makes the most sense. It makes We're the most sense. I don't. But think... by the way, if for those of you listening right now, either on YouTube or on Podcast Garden, you can follow us on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show because that game show is taken. Um, out of those three, which one would you prefer? And if you don't like one, feel free to ask or tell us what you think and call us stupid because you know the internet. <laughs> All right. So right now, write write your three down. Okay. Where do you want us to put it? Um. Which, no, pretty much what we'll do is we'll say it. So, okay. And I'll just keep score. Uh, oh, wait, never mind. Copyright. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm ready. Third place. What did you give? Wolf Among Us. Uh, Clegg. Clegg gave uh, Wolf Among Us. So that's, hold on, let me write. Wolf. Dragon. Hearth. Okay. So Clay gave it a one. Jet. I gave Wolf Among Us the third place, too. Because they're all dicks. <laughs> well, it, it, was, it was close, but the end result was that I think Hearthstone, I agree with Clay that Hearthstone is just a little bit more polished, and if it didn't have that cliffhanger ending, I would have been a lot happier with Wolf Among Us. All right, I, all right. my third place was Dragon Age. Whoa. Um, yeah. Um, the glitches, I think, is what yeah. really yeah. kind That's of understandable. it. All right, second place. That really is a make-or-break thing for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's an understandable, you know, reaction as well. Yeah. All right, second place, Clegg. Uh, Dragon Age. Jeff. Are we going to end up in a deadlock? I, Hearthstone. I gave Hearthstone my second place as well. So I think this might end up as a deadlock. It might be. Uh, let's see. I gave Wolf 3. Uh, I gave it my first place vote. Dragon Age. Uh, it's it? mine. Dra- yeah, it was your game of the year. Hearthstone was mine. Was. <laughs> this is completely let's see. Hearthstone it's finishes with 7. Nope. Hearthstone nope. won, didn't it? Hearthstone wins. Yeah, that had two second place. Oh, okay. So Hearthstone is our game of the year. Hearthstone is our game of the year. And I put Dragon Age in third. I should have just moved it to second just so we could have like this. Well, actually, never mind. I wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> yeah, would have. Uh, no, it would not like to lose. No, because... Dragon it, Age won. And Dragon then... Age would have won. It's just yeah. weird to think a card game, a children's oh, card game, would I win. I think it's... 
it's ultimately because it's so accessible. Um, I don't, you know, again, I don't love Hearthstone, but I understand why people love it. And I understand why it's going to be around for a long time. And it is really, in my opinion, is one of the first games of its kind, with the exception, of course, of Magic the Gathering, who's been releasing their game for quite a while. Yeah, I think, what are they on, 25 years or something? Well, they, they're, they've been, this is their third or fourth, like, video game, video game, so they actually have... Right, they've tried to do the the uh, computer game thing before, it's similar to Hearthstone, but it's never been as polished, it's never been as accessible, it's never been well, as understandable. It's never, it's never been a Blizzard game, in my opinion. That's yeah. the big issue. Sure. It's, or yeah. it's a Blizzard game, unless that it's less... Because I've played it, and it's fun. It's not that hard to understand Magic. Yeah. I mean, it can be, but... I'm talking like from a UI and systems perspective. It's exact. It's like identical. It is, is it now. I think, like I think they identical. re-released it recently so that it was updated. I think when Magic. Was- no, Magic. Yeah. Magic came out in 13 and it looked almost identical to what Hearthstone looks like. Yeah. All right. So Hearthstone's our game of the year, and Chase Woo-hoo. is so happy about it. Yay! I think it's. A, I think it's fair. I think All right. So game. that is it. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show. And feel free to tell us what you think your uh, your game of the year should be. Should it be Hearthstone? Should it be Wolf Among Us? It should be Wolf Among Us. Um, also, should it have been something we didn't mention, like Super Smash or, you know... Oh, yeah. I've thought about Super Smash, but I haven't played it. And played so, it, either. Or Mario Kart was another one I thought of. Uh, both really know. good. Both really good. So. Um, feel free to subscribe and leave a like to our YouTube channel, That New Show. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Chase Bunker, and take a look at some of our other videos that we've done, like our previous episode of Risk of Rain, or me interviewing Rick Jacket, because that was so awesome. Uh, anyways, Chase for... was squealing. What's that? Chase was squealing. Oh my, I was fangirling like there was no tomorrow. Like, <laughs> it, like outside, I was, you know, you know, cool composure. Inside, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyways, that you could take that as in any context <laughs> that you want. So... Trying to think of anything else I need to plug, and... I don't think so. Nope! Alright. So, for Daniel Clegg and Curtis Coe, I am Chase Bunker. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Vote for Wolf Among Us. Just just vote for Wolf Among Us.